Hey folks, this is Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Hey, this is Heath with uh, Team Table War Hawaii. And welcome to the Path to of Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast, where we try and provide Dark Angels players with the tactical and hobby skills that they need in order to compete and enjoy this wonderful hobby of ours. Now today we're doing a bonus episode from our regular scheduled monthly podcast because we wanted to let you know how Heath and I did with our new codexes since we got them recently we finally got a couple games in and we wanted to go over our new lists uh the strategies we had going into the games and whether or not they actually worked for us or not because i know for me uh, and we'll get into the details it was not very pleasant but that's sort of the idea that we had for this episode in order to help those of you that are at home either watching or listening sort of not have to make the same mistakes we did and you know kind of get a chance to pick up on the hot hotness that we figured out that will make you enjoy your games a little bit better so you don't have to struggle like we did or at least how i did i don't know how Heath did yet um, i i did I a little better <laughs> i i i had one game um and it was tough it was uh it was a very interesting list i played against but i i ended up being successful i ended up being victorious uh but i learned a lot about the army and about what i was trying to do what i did and did not work so all right well i will for those of you that are at home uh, watch and you'll be able to see this but for those of you that are not at home i will pull this up and go over this real quick uh sort of not in super detail but just sort of a quick overview of what heath has and then we'll kind of go through it why Heath did this why Heath did that and then see how it worked out on the actual battlefield so i'm going to flip this over here it's first time being super fancy so i'm just i'm loving that part so we're going to see heath ran oh gotta get past my list on the thing so heath ran uh, Ravenwing Outrider Detachment with Primaris Chaplain on bike with Semiel as his warlord. He ran the uh, absolutely essential Ravenwing Chief Apothecary. He ran, when I looked at it, I, yeah. I hope I got this right yeah. from reading the list. It was the, uh, it's a four-man Black Knight unit with the grenade launcher. Uh, it was five-man Black Knights, four of which five had man. plasma, one of which had a, had a okay. grenade. Okay, so yeah. there might be a tiny mistake there, but... We will make it through. And then two five-man bike squads that had two melta guns, and then the sergeant had a combi melta. So there's technically three melta guns in each one of those squads. There was a three-man squad of outriders because that's all you're allowed to do with those, sadly. Then we had Ezekiel with a bunch of the new Dark Angels powers, some of the buff ones, some of the deep mm -hmm. buff ones. So a version, mm -hmm. Righteous Repugna Repugnance and engulfing fear then a primaris librarian that was using the hero of the chapter to take rights of war so his characters and core units had obsec and then might of heroes and the oh gosh it's the one that's what do you call it? i can't psychic uh, psychic psych fortress it's that's what it is extinct aura of a five plus invulnerable save yeah, my, my window got kind of cut off, and I don't want to mess up the streams. Yep. I was like, oh, no. Uh, then two tax squads, one with the heavy bolter, one with the last cannon, five blade guard bets, five of the assault variant hellblasters, and then an impulsor with a shield dome. All right, I like this because some of this stuff is stuff that I ran. Oh, and then he took Hero of the Chapter on his chaplain and gave him the Cal Calibanite, uh, Calibanite Knight rule so that he always wounded infantry and bikes on a two-up. All right, so I like this Heath yep. a lot because there's a, there are definitely some things that you did that I did. Uh, you know, getting the wizard in there, getting a wizard in there or a librarian in there with the uh, Dark Angel's powers. I like that. Uh, I liked the the chaplain because I think that chaplain on bike is just ridiculously good. But I don't think that he's 
always essential because I just ran a game recently running the Interrogator Chapel Jump Pack. So you switch out the keywords um, where you kind of miss out on something. You miss out on certain Warlord traits, uh, but then you gain a whole bunch because the okay, now it's the Deathwing keyword. So it sort of opens up and unlocks things. So I like that. Um, having the Obsec bikes just sounds amazing, especially when you consider how fast they are. And one of the things that I've come to see is the fact that uh, bikes aren't necessarily a turn one or turn th two unit. We're talking three, four, five, if not four, five unit, that that's where their power is. Because I remember being at Adepticon two years ago now. It's so sad to think of it being that long ago. And I, we've, I played this Eldar guy who's playing that, that Yunari list. Or I remember when Yunari <laughs> that, did that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I yeah, with that, the with the double the double shooting, double moving uh, jet yeah. bikes. Yeah, and yeah. Shi sure, shining spears, shining spears. Sorry yeah. if my my beers in the way of the microphone. That's here. all right. Um, and I remember him saying yeah, something. Do what I've a never... man's gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> but he said something I've never forgotten, and I really took it to heart. He said, "Yeah, if we were playing a real, because I was playing the Long War Doubles, which is more of a fun casual yeah. event." And the guy said, "You know, if we're playing seriously, I wouldn't have moved these bikes out until the end of the game." But because we're just having fun, I'll bring them out now and see what they can do. And they came out and my and they killed some stuff. And then my brood lord from my Tyranid army ate all of them by himself, which was really awesome. Um, but I always thought about that. Wait, you 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 wait and use your bikes at the end of the game? Like you just hide them behind stuff, and then at the end they run out and do stuff. And I always kind of thought that was silly. But as I've we get into some of these games that I've played recently, I'm like, you know what? Just kind of running them out there and trying to do stuff way too early. Just get some killed and really just throws it away so so i think there's an interesting concept to unpack there and this is something that i noticed uh with playing railway bikes in the previous was because i was always trying to use light skirmishing cavalry where they would go up like they shoot a thing mix it yeah. up and then, and then they would die and i'm like okay well there you go but um trying to force myself to exercise some restraint uh the yes. i found that the relative value of those bikes increases significantly like i don't know if i actually like put a mathematical value on it but the later in the game they are the more value they have because uh they've got a little bit of booty right they're t5 they got multiple wounds yeah and they're reasonably durable for one they're not durable <laughs> because you could get a lot of you got a lot of options your opponent has a lot of options for firepower and can do a lot of damage but turn three, you know, a lot of time, basically, my, my, the way the game goes, turn one is you're performing your initial maneuver. Turn two, you're kind of trying to set the stage of the trap. And turn three, that's when, that's when you know, like, the, the move is made, right? Yeah. Sometimes in eight, ninth edition, it's on turn two, because you've only got a five-turn game. So if you haven't committed to what you're, you know, to what you're doing on turn two or three, you're probably not going to win the game. So where bikes really lets you dictate the pace of the engagement is that on turn three, they've got movement and they can still change the pace. Uh, and if you have an intact bike or even two, especially with the movement shenanigans and the movement tools that the Ravenwing have available to them, yeah, um, yeah. It, it doesn't really matter if they don't have enough guns. Uh, what matters is like, they, can, they, they can project power just by their presence. So yes. if I can move a bike unit 20 inches with an advance or 28 inches, 24, 26, 28 inches with full throttle and yep. get those obsec bodies onto an objective that my opponent is holding, I can flip it from a 15-5 to a 10-10 or yep. maybe even you know a 10-0. And that is what ended up happening in this game is nice. my bikes start like I um 
I started, so my, my opponent, uh, Cass, is a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, he has playing an Imperial, playing Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a very interesting Imperial Guard list, not the one that I've played against him before, which was like 10 Lehman Rust battle tanks. This was uh, three detachments. He said to start with a whole lot of command points, but right. he had a battalion of conscripts with uh, a custom regiment uh, with I think the traits were the Lord's approval and slum fighters. So every model in that detachment got uh, an additional AP minus one mm-hmm. when they were in combat, if they were within six inches of an officer. And if they rolled a six to hit in combat, it exploded into two. Ooh, yikes. And then there's 90 conscripts. <laughs> and they just like, whoa, just, just right just on top of you. And then yeah. the priest gives them all an extra attack. Yeah. Um, and it's just uh, it's just a lot of bodies. And then there was another detachment of uh, of regular guardsmen, so mm-hmm. three last can heavy weapon teams, and then uh, six uh, infantry squads with last can each. And they had yes, that's a lot of guns. <laughs> <laughs> and and they had uh, the trait that gave them they were always in cover, uh, and they double shots they have rapid fire their last guns at 18 inches to 12. okay so it could put out a a pretty fearsome amount of firepower that eventually marines are going to fail saves uh and then he had in that same detachment two units of five bulgren with Mm -hmm. the slab shields as his kind of bully center assault unit and then he had you know foreign characters a commissar you know officer here or there Uh, i don't really exactly remember and then he had a third detachment of Death of the Death Corps of Krieg. So he had three oh, wow. squadrons of nine Death Riders that just shook on your flank. And How many points was, was this? Like, was this all under 2K? This, this was 2,000. Oh, wow. 192. 192 models on the table. Oh, my 150 goodness. 150 of which were OBSEC. Oh, gosh. And, and, and flanking units that are... Like death four, like those death four, like horses. Holy crap, they are tough than four. Well, like a four up armor save. Yeah. Uh, three three wounds and a five up feel no pain. Yep. They're not easy to move. Yeah. They're not easy to move. I was really surprised by that five up feel no pain. Uh, and he's got you know twenty seven of twenty seven of them in three squadrons and nine with a, a squadron leader just in the flank. <laughs> so I had to I had to dedicate resources to securing my flank as well as try and push the center objectives. Yeah. So it was an, it was a, not something I thought I was going to end up seeing. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah now, that's, now that is, uh, that would have given me fits, because I would not have been able to chew through all that, and then they have the ability to just maul you to death, especially with all those conscripts, because if they have them all built out for melee like that, then they're also giving them the order where they fight in the shooting phase too. So they're, if you haven't, you're getting fought by them twice. Right. So the thing is the conscripts, uh, only take orders on the four plus. They have to roll to see if they get the orders off. Okay. So, so there is, there is, you know, some of that, right. Um, but I said, uh, I ended up winning the game fairly, fairly handily, actually. Like on turn one, you know, he got, he 15, five me. I'm uh, sorry. I think he 15 zeroed me on one. Or okay. on turn two, but three and four, I fifteen zeroed him, and we called it after turn four, <laughs> okay. uh, because I was starting to pull ahead on the fairies, and uh, I actually used secret agenda 
Oh, nice. So, uh, which actually turned out to be very helpful. So, uh, it was the mission was uh, from the GT twenty twenty pack uh, mission number twenty three, the scouring. So it's uh, five objectives, uh, the old style hammer and ammo limit. So short edge, yeah, yeah. short edge, and, and it's a whole two three mission. So I was like, how in God's name am I going to hold three objectives against a hundred and fifty <laughs> offset guard bodies with like thirty space breeds? I this yeah. is going to be hard. So. Uh, I deployed fairly aggressively. I deployed all my stuff right on the line, right on the edge of my deployment zone. And uh, I did not use any big game moves, so I didn't use the hunt. So, it was, uh, cause, so he got first turn, which is what I wanted because you know I, I feel strongly that in kind of a, a cavalry style operation, especially if he doesn't have a lot of long range fire other than those last cannons, which admittedly there's a lot of last cannons. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, and I, I deployed my impulsor out of line of sight, so he really couldn't see anything on turn one. Yeah. Uh, and he just kind of moved everything forward, moved, 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 got to the middle of the board, mm -hmm. which was within range for me to get into combat. So it's like, okay, you came to me, that's fine. Um, and he put, he had thirty bodies on three different objectives on turn one. So, so what I so what I ended up doing was, I. Uh, had my two tactical squads on my two objectives, just kind of scattered out a little bit. So they were in, they were in uh, obscuring terrain, so they couldn't be seen. And my outriders were on my right flank, and I had a center, a unit of five Ravenwing bikes on my center, and a unit of five Ravenwing bikes on my left. And in the middle, I had my uh, blade guard that were walking, impulsors okay. in the, and the primary librarian in the impulsor. And the chaplain, the apothecary, and Ezekiel walking right next to them. They were behind uh, obscuring train beginning of the game, so they couldn't be seen. And I just kind of I moved the impulsor forward, jumped the hellblasters out, jumped the librarian out. I uh, got with the librarian with the six inches in the center. Uh, I cat and uh, I messed up, made a mistake. So I took the so one of my secondaries was psychic ritual, which is a bad plan. Because your 100-point Space Marine librarians with all these awesome powers should yeah. not be casting, wasting all that to cast the Psychic Ritual. So yeah. uh, I made him. That was a bad choice on my part, but I, I made. I, so I, uh, I never, I never played with that many psychers before. So I was like, hey, let's see what this will do. What happens here? Yeah. Uh, I think that if you really wanted to do that, your best choice would probably be to bring an Inquisitor in the army. Uh, if you make that decision, um, Asmodai is going to have some words with you because. <laughs> Really? Really there? Dark Angels well, Captain? You're gonna you're having Inquisitor? Or if you here? really wanted to go real heresy, yeah. you run a, a, an Imperial Guard ally and run an Astropath or something. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that because that's going to break your combat doctrine. Right. Uh, whereas the, the, the Agent of the Imperium will not. And Agent of the Imperium, you, got a 55, you can get a 55-point Inquisitor uh, power. So, But I, I'm, not, I'm just not attached to being up to doing Psychic Ritual. Uh, the other advantage to that would be that they can get a cool warlord trait and a relic, which are maybe could be helpful, but I don't think you need them because all the Dark Angels stuff is so freaking good. Yeah. Um, and and they can and they can ride in Primaris transports because of the agency, the uh, by the order of the Inquisition rule. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. So once again, I don't. I just don't think you need it. So, um, but I, I jump my Hellblasters out. I move my bikes up. I move the blade guard behind them, and the bikes uh, got. Semi beginning of the 
battle round, the bikes got semi-elves uh, Ravenwing buff, so they yeah. rerolled all hits. So, and then the chaplain uh, preached his mechanical, so they got plus two inches of charge, so they, they yeah. shot everything into that first unit of conscripts. They killed like 15 of them, and then they charged in. And yeah. he had to remove them from the back of that unit, because if he removed them from the unit, he would have killed himself the objective. Right. So I felt pretty comfortable that I was going to charge in and, and get a hold of them. So I managed to deploy the librarian so that his rights of or rights of war aura uh, was covering the blade of the uh, hellblasters and the hellblasters three or four of them were within three inches of the center objective. Nice. So like the bikes, I had eight obsec bodies on that objective, and I killed those conscripts down to eight bodies. <laughs> yes, that's the um, way to do it. So. And the uh, I, there, I think I recall that there was something like one more guy got in there, and so maybe I lost that one, but I, I'm pretty sure it was like eight on eight, like a tie. So okay. my Hellblasters split fire, shot both of the two conscript blobs with assault Hellblaster guns, which is just a waste of plasma. But I killed like you know ten guys in each squad with plasma. Um, Clearly a bit of an exaggeration, but just killed a bunch of them. And then my left-hand Ravenwing unit shot the left-hand conscript squad down to like 10 guys. Yeah. And then my right-hand, my uh, outriders on the right-hand side shot and killed three or four guys with their guns, maybe maybe five. Not as much of a difference. Right? I just yeah. basically thinned a bunch of them in the front and made so that he was going to have to take a bunch of morale checks. And then really get, he was going to have to spend the points to auto-pass one of those projects. Mm -hmm. uh, I kept my Black Knights as a, as a mobile reserve, as a tactical reserve. I locked them up in the back of the board, two inches apart, to provide a, dis, a, a disincentive to bring the uh, Death Riders in from the back board edge. I learned later that that's not necessary because they can't come in from the back board edge. They can only come in from the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's the new strategic rules. Yeah. Yep. So, and Reserve. well, because uh, they have their own, you know, he wasn't using strategic reserves. He was okay. using their own special deployment rule, which says come in from the side of the board, not from okay. any board edge. So it's not like the Space Wolf uh, outflank. It's they have their own outflank, it was board, board edge only, not, not enemy's deployment zone. Uh, so I basically I didn't have enough resources to screen out all board edges. So I said, okay, I'm going to hold this board edge and make it so that if he wants to come here, he's going to have to pay for it. And if he wants to go over there, hey, I'm cool with that, right? That'll at least get him away from where I think battle's going to end up forming. And uh, so I, I made, I gave him what I thought was two bad choices. So, uh, so once I charged in my Ravenwing bikes, I killed, like I said, I killed them about eight once I, at the end of combat. And I don't think I lost any bikes. And I just kind of sat there. Boom. So... I held two objectives. He held one objective, or he held two objectives, and we tied the center. So beginning of turn two, he scored five points because he held two. Right, and then uh, he brought his uh, reserve unit of conscripts up, another unit of conscripts up that was one that was on his left hand objective, my right hand objective. He moved them towards the center with Bulgren behind them, just yeah. to flood me off the objective, and then he brought his death riders in on my right hand board edge uh so where the my outriders were he brought two units in there held the third unit in reserve and the 
uh just a second i'm trying to remember <laughs> so right. think about this I, yeah. I just i just while you think about that i just want to point out it's interesting that you said that he got 15 the first time he scored but then you immediately flipped it on him afterwards mm -hmm. because that falls into some of the stats that we were seeing from the meta watch on warhammer community in the last month or two there was an article on there where i noticed that the percentage of people that were winning games were not people that were scoring 15 points at the first opportunity on that turn two command phase the people that were winning the most games were only scoring 10 which makes me think that really interesting yeah so across okay. all the games that they were you know that they were collecting their information from it looks like people really do fall into a trap of overextending themselves trying to overplay that turn two first command poise or first command phase try and get all 15 points and just bury somebody from behind uh and it's interesting it sounds like that's what happened in your game that he came out he put his, you know, he put his bodies on everything, and you managed. To, you just started clearing them all out. Um, I'm also. So did he keep his last cannon guys in the back? Like after you cleared out all those boys, yeah. did he just? Okay, so did he ever bring yeah, them forward? So he, um, he started to uh, on turn three, and, and I okay. told him after the game I thought that he should have started moving them forward, um, because I moved that impulsor up to get everything out. He saw an, a target for the last cannons. He started shooting last cannons at it. Yeah. And that impulsor's shield dome. Woo, bit, woo. It, <laughs> it takes some shots. <laughs> he did more. He did more wounds that impulsor with las guns than he did with las cannons. Let me put it that way. Over well, the I needed. Of the game. I needed your impulsor. Um, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that it was. I'm never gonna get that lucky with an impulsor again. <laughs> but um. So yeah. So uh, I was able to do my second ritual every turn. And my second objective was engage on all fronts. And I'm that it seems like a natural thing for Raven Ravenwing, but I'm starting to think that maybe it's not. And and, and I'll go into that again a bit in a bit. Uh, I think we'll, we could talk about that afterwards. But uh, okay. the third objective I took was assassinate because he had like eight characters, and I used secret agenda, so he didn't know I had assassinate. <laughs> that's good that's very good and, and and so it was whole hella worth the one cp because he spent the whole game thinking that i had while we stand we fight yeah what he kept saying he's like what do you have so while we stand i think it's got probably my wild stand it's just like what's your highest point units this and he just moved the bulgur forward he moved the characters forward and samael was able to you know jump over murder character i think samael killed two or three characters all by himself um and, well, and let's let's while, point out that his warlord trait is fall back in charge, which makes that even easier. Exactly, right. And there are some interesting things that you can do with Samael. Um, and one of the things I realized is that the chapter master rule, because mm -hmm. so your your captain rule, which your chapter master has, is hey, every core unit within six inches rerolls once to hit. Chapter master can give one unit in the command phase to reroll all hits. The thing is, it's not just core units; it's also character units. Mm -hmm. So Samael can tell himself to reroll his own ones to hit. Get it together, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck up, chat. The boss. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so yeah, you can definitely like realizing that chapter masters can reroll hits for characters uh, has informed some stuff I plan on doing going forward. Uh, more on that later. Uh, so. So at the beginning of my second turn, I had Samael uh, in the middle with the library in the middle. Uh, I lost all my assault hellblasters due to last cannon fire. I didn't make basically a single invul save <laughs> or a single uh, armor save. I had him 
stuck. I had him uh, stuck in a crater for cover. So yeah. a three R minus three from the last cannon. It's the same as that psych uh, invul say that I that I didn't mm -hmm. get to use because I was casting psychic rules instead. Um, and I uh, had a Zekel brought him up. Yeah, he moved six inches. But on a yeah, in ninth edition, I'm starting to realize that not having the mobility isn't quite as big of a deal because you know the the just the format of the game forces everything to happen quicker. So I can move him up and get him in range of his of casting spells. And I moved the chaplain up, and I moved my apothecary up. And then after his first two units of reserves came in, I was like, okay, I don't really care where these third unit of reserves come in, so I'm going to start bringing my black guys up. So I brought them up from, from backfield. And I moved my uh, center unit or my left-hand unit of Ravenwing bikes up to shoot and then charge his unit of conscripts that were on his right-hand objective. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, I had my unit of bikes tied up in the middle. Uh, I rezzed one of the bikes with the apothecary and healed healed another one. Uh, that apothecary is so good. It's so good. Yeah, he is. Uh, God. And uh, Ezekiel, uh, I cast, I tried to cast Engulfing Fear on his conscripts. It didn't work. Uh, I failed it, failed it, failed it. So I, and I cast Righteous Repugnance on my Blade Guard veterans. Yeah, uh, that went good. off. And wow, <laughs> wow, that's a good spell. Uh, I didn't use the cup of retribution because I figured, hey, these guys are just going into conscripts. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Right. So I uh, I got the canticle of hate off and with my chaplain, and uh, just kind of moved up and said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna push you I'm gonna push you off the center, and my. Uh, so his Death Riders on his first turn, his Death Riders charged with one unit into my tactical squad that was on my right hand objective, and the other unit and charged my, uh, or sorry, they charged into my Outriders. Didn't kill them because uh, Outriders are real tough. And I lost like, I think one and a half, right? Um, which wasn't that bad. But uh, the, so my Blade Guard charged into the center. I got, made the charge of the conscripts. I got uh, like 25 dice, uh, you know, hitting on threes, you know, re-rolling all hits, wounding on uh, threes, re-rolling all wounds. I killed 21 conscripts, I think. Nice. Uh, just, brah, just gone. Just gone. Um, and then the uh, chaplain, or one of the characters just kind of wiped out the rest of the squad. And I let left a, uh, Left him with one conscript sitting on the middle objective, uh, surrounded by four of my obsec bikes, and then I killed, I think, uh, two of his, uh, killed one of his one of his characters, his Lord Commissar, uh, in the middle. Once again, he didn't know I had was using it playing assassinate, so yeah, he just left his characters kind of up there. He's got this list. He's got to bring his characters up there anyway to support the uh, to support the conscripts right. to give them the Lord's approval, but. Yeah, God, man, those Blagar veterans supported by Righteous Repugnance are terrifying. Holy crap, they're good. Yeah. Uh, they just, even if, like, even if they're conscripts, who cares? They just murdered them. So all this stuff moves forward, and I hold the, obje the center objective very, very convincingly. Uh, I've pushed my, uh, my left-hand unit of Ravenwing bikes up. I've taken his one objective from him. 
um, on his right side. So he hold, at this point, at the end of my turn, he holds one, I hold four. So at the beginning of his turn, he gets zero points. Yeah, that's 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 important. So, and now he has to come his, to you. So he and so now he's got the initiative. He needs to change the game state. All I have to do is survive it. So, uh, his but he's got two five man bouldering units. That's what they're supposed yeah. to do. Right? Okay. And by making that big power move, I forced him to commit his bulgren where I wanted him to go. And so he put one unit of bulgren right into my right in my blade guard veterans. Right? These are going to charge these guys. This is going to this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's like okay, that's that's what they're there for. Like <laughs> they're supposed to be able to survive this. And then he brought his third unit of Death Riders in. He charged them into my tactic squad. Uh, and then they fought my Outrider. Uh, my Outrider my outrider Sergeant had two wounds left, and that was it. Uh, and then the his other unit of Bulgren uh, charged into my second unit of Ravenwing Bikes that was on the left-hand side, my left-hand side of the board, his right, on his objective that I killed all these conscripts off of. Um, so it was kind of a strung out charge. It didn't have quite enough to make it in there, but he made it in with like two of them. And so what I so when we went to do the fighting, he activated his third unit of Death Riders first. So he fought yeah. he fought the he fought the Space Marines. Uh, I made some decent saves, uh, and I had like two Space Marines left. Like okay, I interrupted with the Raven Wing bikes, mm -hmm. and fought. I did like one wound to a to a Bulgren. But then I spent two more CP and I swift yep. striked. And I, I roll. I, I fell back. I fell back out of that combat uh, and stopped my fallback like 2.9 inches from the objective. So he could still activate and get to me and fight me because he declared his target for the charge. But it made it so that only two of his Bulgren could fight me instead of all five. Yeah. And no matter what was going to happen, I still held that objective at the beginning of my turn. Because you're obsec through the outright. Because I'm obsec with my bikes, and he was not. Mm -hmm. So, goes into the fight. You know, he kills one of my bikes, uh, and did another. Did two wounds to another one of the bikes. So I've got you know three and a half bikes left. Oh no, big deal. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. And and at the beginning of my and then his Bulgren charged into my Deathwing Knights, or sorry, my uh, my Blade Guard veterans. Did one wound to them. Ugh. One wound because yeah. storm shields, inner circle, and that two up armor save. He was did your one wound. Carry nearby. Uh, he was, uh, and the, and I got the feel no pain. Yeah. All right, because I managed to get the apothecary where it was. So they did one wound. So yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was not the result he was looking for, uh, but. I held the center of the board consistently. And then in the in the ensuing fight phase, once again, I'm still under the effect of righteous repugnance. The Blagar veterans butchered the entire squad of Bulgren. Yep. Just gone. Yeah, they would. Just gone. Well, and, and then they consolidated forward and and uh, got pretty close. And their next turn, they're going to charge his his Death Riders. Well, and you're getting the yeah. plus one to hit because you were charged. Plus one to hit because I plus one to hit because I plus one attack because I was standing still. It doesn't matter because I was next to Ezekiel. Ezekiel gives you plus one attack if you're not under the effects of right. uh, Shark Assault. I was going to point so that what, out that no if you didn't turn. kill them, yep. you were going to get that the next turn, and you were going to get the fight before them yep. if that had gone on. So you actually were at an advantage uh, if you hadn't... You weren't necessarily disadvantaged by not killing them all on his turn, because on your turn, you would have 
been able to give them plus one to hit they would have had their, that they would have maintained their shock assault attack and then you could have cast the spell on them to go again <laughs> yeah yeah so they are dead killy as the orcs would put it uh so, and then performing that little, like, I spent all four of my remaining CP to do the swift strike shenanigan, but it held me that it held that objective for me. Mm-hmm. So I held four objectives and he held one. So beginning of my turn, it was a, it's a 15-0 again. Um, I fell those Ravenwing bikes back. <laughs> I brought my Black Knights in. The, mm-hmm. uh, I was just out of range. I didn't move quite properly enough. I was just, and I did pre-measure. I was just out of range to cast repugnance onto the onto the black knights because i really wanted to get in there and see what they could hurt the Borgren. uh and i moved to assault doctrine so instead because I, I wasn't in range i tried to cast it on the uh on the blade guard uh i perilsed uh so i had used a cp reroll and i perilsed again uh so ezekiel great job man uh i didn't ca- i didn't get into golfing fear off once the entire game uh but hey what are you gonna do so i yeah, so the the blade guard are just flat on dead killing. They charged in. They wiped basically the entire squad of nine death riders. They had one horse with one wound left because he was making like one feel no pain with every pair of saves. So basically, took three hits to kill one horse. Uh, and even then, I killed all I killed eight of them and did two wounds to the last one. So nice. Uh, and then my 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 uh chap my apothecary had moved over and he healed my outrider sergeant brought the bike back so my outriders backed too and uh at that point he's like you know what and and a uh samuel had jumped over uh, shot into one of his back units then charged the uh a lieutenant that was uh doing the investigate sites uh or the whatever the special mission yeah. for the uh, special objective that one is killed that officer jumped over got into combat uh and it was, yeah, and then I, my center unit of bikes that had broken free from the center objective uh, got into his backfield, shot a unit of guardsmen up, charged it, or, and then charged another one, wrapped up, and yeah. uh, started killing his last cannons. And he's like, okay, this, this game's over. There's no way. So I was ahead of him. Uh, I was ahead of him on, on points, even without revealing my secondary, my, that I had, that was, that was secret. So um, I, I think my overall lessons learned uh are that the obsec flex the the obsec bikes the speed of those obsec bikes is of crucial importance especially late game uh and having those movement shenanigans and using that swift strike uh, stratagem so there's a couple of techniques that can really you can really pull out of this is that one you can use it to protect the bikes uh, in this situation, mm-hmm. which is expensive because you have to interrupt to do it and you have to spend the yeah. two CP. So it's a force speed trick, which is tough. But another thing you could do with it is you can use it offensively is what I realized. Oh yeah. Because it'll work. It's not a core. You can use it on, on Samuel as well. You could charge in, you know, fight and then use swift strike to get further deeper into his line behind something. Well, and right. I'll tell you or what you I can... what I did last night. It's not the game, no, not one of the two games we're going to talk about today. And with the list, this is a completely different list. But I had Blade Guard out in the middle, and they're going to get charged by Corn Berserkers, a Corn Demon Prince, and a Hell Brute. And there was the two L shapes in the middle of the board, and I blocked it up with my bikes to keep them from charging my Blade Guard. They charged the bikes. They with the the two big things. The Berserkers charged the Blade Guard. The Berserkers fought first, you know, beat up on my Blade Guard, and then I went okay, interrupt. Bikes fight. Bikes 
kill some of the berserkers before they because i i could set up to where i could target them because he actually moved his guys mm. close enough i could target them so i i tried to save the blade guard by killing off some of the berserkers it didn't work but the important thing was is that i ran away from the hell brute and the demon prince so those two big expensive choppy dead killy units did nothing because the thing they were supposed to kill ran away now he didn't need them because the thing they were trying to kill were my blade guard and they were already dead but you know, I kept yeah. that stuff from actually fighting for one turn, uh, which I because it, and it's corn, so you don't want it fighting at all. But you know, so no. I, <laughs> so I got them positioned, and then the thing is that he then kind of you know he was tried to you know pile into my lines, and then piled his helbert into my chaplain who had the punchy the big punchy relic uh, with you know mortal wounds on the floor. The main redemption, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he managed to kill that helbert before that helbert ever got a chance to fight him, in the way it worked out. Um, I did lose my blade garden and uh, chaplain, or not chaplain, or a primaris librarian and all of that, and, and all my blade guard. But I managed to sort of outmaneuver him a little bit, and and get get a help get a cheeky hellbrute kill and beat up on some of his uh, berserkers and kind of ruin his ruin his party a little bit, uh, doing that exact same trick. So that's where you can use them to screen other units. Like if you have a valuable asset like blade guard or terminators or a character, and you don't want it to get charged by something big and spooky like a demon prince or something like that. You get those things out in front, you know, hope that they're making a lot of charges that turn. So they have nothing else, you know, they have options and there's an option that option. that's a little bit higher than, Oh yeah, my demon prince is just going to kill these bikes. So I don't care about them. I'm going to go, you know, do this fight that really matters. So you can go, okay, interrupt fight, run away. Now you get to do nothing. Yeah. The four, so four CP is steep. It's yep. steep. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that every game, but if no. it's like, if you look at it, you read the board, you say, okay, if I do this, I will hold the objective, and mm -hmm. that will swing. And that will swing the point totals for his beginning of his turn or beginning of my next turn. Absolutely worth it. If you think, okay, four CP to turn this from me scoring five to me scoring fifteen. Yeah, all day long, all day long. Uh, like I said, you could use it to move deeper, and you could you bounce out to go grab another objective. Yeah. Um, the, the, the possibilities are, are, are very much endless with what you yeah. can do with this. So that swift strike stratagem is very, very powerful. Um, so the other thing I realized here is that I think I'm like, I think I kind of overcommitted with like buy-in relics and buy-in warlord traits. I yeah. need, I want more CP, right. And, and like this, so dark angels have a lot of really powerful tools, but to use those tools, you need command points. And most of your most powerful stratagems are two command points. Yeah. So having two CP available to you, four CP available to you is very important. So I would probably, in this case, pull back on, on investing in some of the warlord traits yeah. uh, and, and really pair it back, really pair it back to what the vision is. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think when we're done talking about your list, you can go back. To oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, just hold on to this thought because my list breaks all yeah. of those command point rules <laughs> and I suffer. Oh, how I've, how I okay. suffered for it. All right. So, so yeah. So, overall, um, I think I met with the, with some success. I definitely learned some lessons uh, and that's in shape what I'm going for. And I don't think I'm ready to finish uh, writing the new, those new lists yet because God, I just want to do everything. Uh, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a very toolbox style player. I like having like, this unit in the list, in case this situation comes up, I can use this tactic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I want a big alpha unit of plasma and scepters, or so I can weapons of the dark age and annihilate something. And I want a land beater so that I can use targeting guidance. And I want a smash captain for all that. But yeah, um, 
I think with the Dark Angels, you really need to have a clear vision. Yes. More than almost any other, almost any other chapter, because so much of what you do is tied up in those special wings. Yeah. You need to have a very clear vision of what your plan is and how you're planning on spending your command points. So, all right, uh, let's move on to yours, if you're cool with that. Yeah, no problem. Just push a button here, bang, just like that, we Boom. have my list. All right, so what I got for yours is scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, yep. scroll, scroll. Yep. All right. So for we're looking at here, you ran an outrider detachment and a patrol detachment. Yep. So your outrider was a chappy on a bike with the mantra of strength, canicle of hate, master of sanctity. Uh, and he is your warlord with decisive tactician to give plus one to advance and charge. Mm -hmm. Overall, I like this a lot. That's good. I'm a fan. Uh, does decisive tactician work on just core or is it characters as well? I think it's just core, right? I well, I got my book with me. I'll check real quick. Well, while you're saying, okay. Looking at that, but yeah, yeah, the idea behind it was that if I didn't get my canticle off, because I mean I could still technically fail it, I'd at least get something. That's true. And if and if I got the canticle off, then my bikes got, you know, the bo bonus gets doubled. So it was just sort of like building redundancy into the list kind of thing. Okay, I like redundancy. It's a it's a very important thing to consider. Um, so other thing you want to think about this is on turn one. You're basically making giving yourself a 24 inch move. Yeah, it's because it's core. Added, be, yeah, it's only core. Okay, so the so the the chap on himself does not benefit from that. Correct. So fair enough. Okay. Um, next you had a fatty squad of eight Ravenwing bikes. Tell me what's on your mind about this. All right. So I'm I'm practicing uh, for a Highlander tournament March 6th, and so in this Highlander tournament, you're only allowed one zero to one data sheets of anything that's not troops or dedicated transports. Right, and yeah. so I was like, well, I'm committed to one squad of bikes, just like I'm committed to one squad of Terminators. And so when I built this list, originally the idea was, well, I'm just going to run two fatty ones just because I can, and it'll be really intimidating, and I have all these cool tricks, and I'll be really cool. And what we were just talking about the command points, the problem with a lot of those two-point command point or stratagems that you were talking about is that if the squad is bigger than five, they yeah. become three. And I ran <laughs> into that. Three. But the two practice games I played last Friday, or sorry, the Friday before, because last last Friday was yesterday for me. Yesterday. <laughs> uh, but this was the Friday before. I played a game yesterday, but it was not this. Um, but it was it was a, two Fridays ago, and yeah, there was like I was like, oh yeah, I could swift strike. Oh, if only it wasn't three command points because the squad is massive. Mm. Uh, and right. and I let's hold, it was let's not hold on. Good. Let's hold. Let's <laughs> hold on that for a second, and let's keep moving. Yeah. So, all right. So, eight big. We got this big squad of eight Ravenwing bikes. Then we have an Outrider squad, and then we have a Landspeeder Vengeance. All right. Uh, yep. What's why? Why did you take the Landspeeder Vengeance? Well, I wanted to. We discussed during our hot takes about the idea of you know having that damage four plasma platform, and at 120 points, you had this plasma cannon platform on an invuln body that was faster than a tank. That you could then, there were some other Dark Angels tricks you can throw on it to give it a higher invuln to make it yeah. harder to hit. And then you could also, the thing that it can do, uh, when you have the land, this land speeder and the other land speeder that's in the list, which was one of the new ones, which I ran just because it was new, uh, the, the brand new Storm Speeder. The Storm, Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike yep. one, yeah. Uh, is that you could, there's a stratagem where you, you use your land speeder, you target one thing in your army, in the enemy army, and everything gets plus one to hit against it, your whole army. Well, not just Ravenwing, yeah, but Dark Angels. So the idea is that you run everything, and this is what I tried to do, and it failed horrendously, uh, is you run everything forward, you advance everything forward, so everything 
acts as it's it's not an assault weapon, but it suffers the minus one to hit, and you can still shoot it. Yeah. Right, so your heavies yeah. and rapid fires, but because you do this stratagem off the land speeder, you're back to full ballistic skill. Yep. And, yep. and so that, that's, that's, only, in the, that's only in the Devastator Doctrine, though. That is only in right. the Devastator Doctrine, right? Yeah. Right. And so I had to really, really commit turn one. And I was playing my buddy Chris. He's really savvy. And he deployed back. And I played. I, I had that whole. I got this is my first game with the new book, Super Hype. And I fell into my. I you know he set a trap and I fell right into it. So <laughs> I was like, look at this cool thing I can do, Chris, with my new rules. And he's like, yeah, corn. He was playing a Corn Berserker, a World Leaders list. He's like, yeah, Corn Berserkers, dude. All right, I don't know how many of you have to play against Corn Berserkers, but when they are, they are so disgusting. A ten-man yeah, squad of Corn you, Berserkers, you will, you will know. Yeah, they delete bikes. Yeah. They deleted this eight-man bike squad. They deleted it in one turn. Oh, wow, because the double activation. Because they double activate, and then he can give them plus one to wound. They're already strength five. Veterans. They get veterans, yeah. and then there was something else he did to give them extra rend point. And he just melted them. It was, I was like sitting there just in shock. I was like, but my beautiful giant squad of bikes, dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that sucks. Okay. All right. So um, we got two land speeders, the Vengeance and the Thunderstrike. So Thunderstrike, in case you you haven't really internalized that yet, Thunderstrike has a missile launcher. Mm-hmm. It has a two-shot last talon, which is a 36-inch range last oh, cannon. Oh, this was the Melta one. And it, this was the Melt one. Okay, yeah. the Thunderstrike is not that one. So, oh, I'm, uh, I wrote melt, something yeah. down wrong then. Okay, so the Melt one has a three-shot multi-melta, basically. That's yeah. its big That's its big hot. Right? It's a three-shot multi-melta, right? And then he had a Dark Talon, right? And we have talked about the Dark Talon on the show in the past. I'm going to come back and uh, we're yeah. going to talk about the list, and we'll see what we do there. All right, so the Patrol Detachment, you have a Phobos Librarian with Engulfing Fear and Mind Wipe. So I'll tell you what I think about this is I, I think that uh, trying to cast warp charge seven powers without any sort of buff might be a little too hard to do. Uh, so I think that going for warp charge seven powers, if you're going to rely on these as part of your game plan, uh, you're probably going to want to have a chief librarian or Ezekiel. So you could o- upgrade the librarian to a chief Libby uh, if you don't have Ezekiel. So that's just my take on it. Um, well, if you think this is bad, you, wait till I think? tell you what I did with him, and you'll be even more horrendously <laughs> mad. Um, okay. Is uh, so, is that you know how Phobos guys you can take them off the board and then redeploy them? I did yeah. that with him, and then realized there was nowhere to bring him in, so he basically just sat in reserve most of the game. It did nothing. Oh, <laughs> Bailey, what you're killing me, small. <laughs> it was awful. This was, was right. an awful game. <laughs> okay, so we got the Phobos Libby, right? We got three yeah. five man tactical squad, uh, three by five man tactical squads of missile launchers. So these clear your objective sitters slash screening units, and then. Mm-hmm. A big fat brick of Deathwing Terminators. Now this. So two Thunderhammer Storm Shields, two Thunderhammer Storm Shields, mm-hmm. uh, six Storm Bolters and Power Fists, and then two with light, Twin Lightning Claws and a Cyclone Missile Launcher each. So this is clearly your Alpha unit. Um, oh, so it was. I, I like this thing was amazing. <laughs> I, I like this big Alpha unit. Uh, in the Highlander format, I want to point out a couple things here real quick. So. I think if you're playing for a Highlander format, which once again, you're limited mm-hmm. to zero to one data sheets or anything that's not troops and dedicated transports, uh, Space Marines have the option to use the combat squads rules to great effect. Yeah. So what I think I would have done here, if you're take a little bit of crit- constructive criticism, is I oh, probably would have totally. dropped one of those one of those tactical squads. And then I would have spent those points to put two more Ravenwing bikes in. That way you would have had 10 squad of Ravenwing bikes that you could have combat squatted. 
right? And that will make it so uh, that you don't have... I don't think you have... can go that big. I think you have to run an attack bike at that point. Hmm. I think maybe you can, but even still, attack bikes are only 45 points. Right. So you should be able to. And you can definitely squad those things. So let's take a look real quick and see what we can come up with. I mean, I'm not the only person uh, to take Battle Scribe at its word when it says, error, your squad's too big. And I made it down to where yeah. Battle Scribe said I could. Okay. Well, let's get up into the bike squads. So, okay. Yeah, because this is so, yeah, the there core you go. Book. Maximum is eight. Um, it's in the core book, yeah? Yeah, it's the core and, book. Yep, you have the option to combat squad. So, yes, yeah, so you can get... So, yeah, so like I said, um, I, I still think that maybe... Maybe switch into... Maybe to combat squad them, or in that case... If you drop one of the tactical squads, you can replace the other two with uh, infiltrators. Right, and so what's interesting is that the list I played last night, I completely, because these two games I played, it was enough of me just going, I don't really feel like I can do anything because I have the wrong units and I can't make the units I have can't do what I want them to do because they're either too big and bloated like that bike squad or they don't have the, they just don't have the impact like these, my tactical squads, they didn't quite have the impact I wanted them to have. Mm, so, okay. uh, the, uh, so I ended up dropping a lot of stuff and going with two incursor squads because that's what I have, and I just like the punchiness of incursors. And then the idea, the fact that their guns ignore a lot of the ballistic skill modifier tricks. So, like if someone brings a Caluxus assassin, it's all like you can't shoot, hurt me unless you hit roll a six. It's like actually I can just shoot you like a normal space marine guy can because I'm cool like that. And just, is that is are, is that kind of stuff prevalent in your meta? Like lots of collectors, Eldar, and that kind of stuff. I Harlequin. have, I know people I know have them, and if I did think, you know, and it's one of those things where like people have them, like I have one, a couple of my other friends have one, or have a few, and it's just one of those things where we know we know they exist, and if things got really cheesy really fast, we know somebody would bring them out, and so I just kind of have that in the back of my mind. I'm also getting used to playing with them because when Eldar come back and Eldar get their Eldar shenanigans. And I mean, cause imagine, you know, it'd be the most Eldar thing ever is that if El Craftworld Eldar get to ignore the negative cap, I know it's put in there to stop them, but, but I, so... they, but they've struggled so much without it that I wouldn't be surprised if they were the one faction that got it back. And I just want to be ready for it in case that happens. <laughs> So I so I actually have a I think I have a line on that. Uh, if, you'll, if you'll bear with me for a second, no problem. Uh, if you go back, if you go back and look at the Death Watch Codex, uh, okay. remember the Death Watch have Xeno uh, specific stratagems, mm -hmm. and if you look at the Eldar one, it says it gives you the ability to ignore all hit and ballistic skill modifiers. So what I think the Eldar are going to look like is not only they're going to give you a minus one to hit, they're going to have stuff that modifies your ballistic skill. So effectively, you will have multiple penalties to hit but it gives you a way to circumvent that yeah. uh that generic game role of the minus one to hit stack so that's where i think that's going just yeah. based on the wording of that rule because they they wrote that codex with the eldar codex in mind i'm i'm pretty confident oh so because it's a, sure. it's a strangely specific thing to say if it wasn't there for a reason so, for sure, and incursors right. are going to be the answer to that, and and they have a they're I think their weapons naturally minus one in close combat, so yeah, so they'll end up being minus two, so they're actually a little bit punchier than a regular intercessor at the end of the day, 
and I'm just they fit my the more aggressive mindset that I have in my head. Okay. With with okay. sort of forward scout units, uh, and and that's why I pick them over infiltrators. They're a little bit cheaper too. Okay, I, I've used infiltrators in the past. That's kind of what that's kind of the way I prefer because I like the utility you get out of the deny yeah. bubble. Um, I used incursors in Eighth Edition when I was doing like combined uh, Space Wolf and Dark Angel lists for Lion yeah. and the Wolf because oh, yes. turn one charging incursors are super good. But um, okay, <laughs> so all right. So what was your, what was your first game against? You said it was against Corn, right? Yep, Corn Chaos. There were there was a well, a, for... a squad of uh, Obliterators in it, Demon Prince, some Berserkers on foot. Ber- Berserker was there Berserkers in Orion? I don't think there were this game. Oh, they were. He was running the Forge World Drop Pod Assault. Have, have yep. you, you know what I'm talking about? Those things are there's, ridiculously there's two, scary. There's a huge one. There's the Caradon one or the Caradross or whatever. And then there's a smaller one that's the Dreadclaw. I think these were the Dreadclaws. But these things, they Car- have like Nag 3, Flat 3 damage, close combat weapons, and they fly. Did you know this? They oh, move. No, that's like, a big one. <laughs> they hit the board, <laughs> yeah. and then they move at, at, and fly. Yep. And they punch yep. with Nag 3, 3 flat damage weapons. <laughs> They're so scary. Get uh, wrecked, nerds. Yes, basically. <laughs> my, my, my drop pods fight you. They fight you. Oh, it was scary. Right. Um, okay. But uh, so basically, the, the turn one, I got to go first. He deployed back. I rushed everything into the middle because I was playing the, um, the, the, the deployment where you have the circle taken out of the middle. So you have that kind of weird shaped square with like a chunk of it missing, the one corner missing. No, the old seek and destroy. Deployment. I I I can't say I know I'm familiar with that, but okay. So the deployment is table quarters with a chunk yeah. missing out. The old yeah yeah the old seek and destroy the old table quarters. Okay. And How many objectives were there? Was it a, was it a, a two three like, or a I, one two I, game? I think it was a a one two one. Yeah, one two one game. Okay. One two one game with five yeah. objectives. Okay. So, do you do you think you had enough obsec in this game? I, I had a I had plenty in the sense because like the bikes were obsec and the infantry the tax squads were obsec so I wasn't too worried about that. Um, the big thing. The big thing for me is that is like this guy I play we play all the time so we both kind of know our each other's tricks and what we like to do. Uh, we always joke about Chris. Uh, his thing is everything is orcs if you try hard enough. And because he's an orc player at heart, and so he—that's why I think he's ended up playing corn berserkers, just because he's—he's one of those people who say, "Oh, chaos marines are bad." Like people at his store say that all the time. He's like, "Fine, I'll play chaos marines and destroy you with them, so you stop saying that around me because I think you're wrong." And he's just one of those kinds of guys. So he and he owns—it's his shop, and so he, you know, people trade in and sell, sell up, buy up, or whatever. And so he's a—he just acquires stuff. So he and he has um, several brothers that play, and then they have sons who play. So he has access to all sorts of armies. Uh, so right, like he's right, played right, yeah. Tau and everything, um, but he's but right now he's on this Chaos Corn kick, and he kind of knew he saw all the speed, so he deployed back. So I basically like where your opponent came to you, I came to him, and I know I shouldn't have because I played with Chaos Corn Berserkers at the beginning of Eighth when I was waiting on my Death Guard Codex to come out, and so I was running some goofy kicks out of Chaos Marines book. And because uh, I thought mistakenly that I could use it to play with my new Death Guard models, and I couldn't. Uh, and so I was I was experimenting. I was playing Alpha Legion, playing World Eaters, and so I knew what Corn uh, yeah. Berserkers did. And I knew I shouldn't have done what I did, but because I had that that new book 
smell on my nose i was like i'm gonna go out there and show chris how this cool new stuff works and i ran out there i ran my talon back uh into his back line i targeted his obliterators i shot everything at the obliterators and i killed one of them <laughs> yeah yeah so okay so you think you had enough obsec uh you have the speed to dictate the pace but you moved in, yeah. You moved into his territory, and you let him get the the alpha strike off. So, yeah. I think one of the things to pick to pull out here is that when you have the speed, you have uh, you have the ability to dictate the pace of the engagement. You should actually use that to dictate the pace of the engagement. Yeah. So we all know it's an objective game. So if you move a little bit, right, maybe just toe touch into that center objective, make a set when he comes to you, you're going to punish him for it. Yeah. Um, set yourself up so that you know you can. He's going to try and get the alpha strike off and you switch strike away, something along those lines. Um, do you think that, like, looking back at it, do you think that combat squatting the books would have helped? I mean, it might have. And part of it would have been doing, because even Chris said at the beginning, he's like, why didn't you go to the flanks? And I said, tell you, you know what, Chris, you're right. I should have played the way I should play, which is, you know, go out, like you're saying, dictate the play, spread him out, because he didn't really have a lot on the board to start the game, because I was looking at it, and I was kind of telling him, I was like, dude, I'm going to kill all your stuff. You don't have anything on the board. I'm going to run in there and kill stuff. And I, I forgot to do the hunt, which is what I should have done. Um, so I, was, I, did, I wasn't I did, up into his deployment zone as much as I thought I was going to be, and he had deployed back. He didn't deploy on the line like I thought he was going to, so I wasn't able to get the charges in that I needed to actually do what I said I was going to do, and I just... I was way super aggressive, played right into his hands, and just was extremely wasteful. I just played very uncharacteristically like myself. Or it was very uncharacteristic for me to play the way I did that game because I just I wasted everything. I wasted hmm. uh I wasted okay. my, my bikes, my land speeders. Um I tried the whole four damage plasma cannon, rolled one shot. So don't do well, that. It's a it's a it's a two D three shot weapon. Is it or is it? I thought it was a D6 it's a, cannon. No, in 8th edition, it was a D6. Now it's a 2D3. A 2D3 blast. Okay, well, I was it's using a 2D, it as, okay. as, as the D6. and But even then, I probably still would have rolled one for, on each of those and only had two shots, and that was <laughs> not worth the two command points. So, yes, the, the increase yeah. in command points for Weapons of the Dark Age, that's a nerf. It's it's It hurts. Like It is not just something you can do all the time, especially as Heath and I are talking about. We have all these other things that we want to do. And that and and running that fatty squad of bikes when everything is so much cheaper command point wise when they're not so fat, yeah, it's it's just it needs to be done that way. Now the one thing that mm. worked, and Heath, you're gonna love this. This was beautiful. This this Terminator squad, all right, because he comes into me, so he opens up his backline. I drop that Terminator squad to his backline because I took Linebreaker. Oh my goodness, Chris, these things killed everything. I mean, absolutely everything. <laughs> so I drop them in, spin, in the shooting phase, spin the command point so they don't count as having moves, so now they're all hitting on twos, and those Cyclone missile launchers, instead of hitting on fours, are now hitting on twos because they're not getting the minus one for moving. Yep. And now they're going to the two because of the Dark Angels. And then Did you get to use the stratagem to plus one to wound? Yes, so I have hitting on twos, wounding yes. on twos, Cyclone oh. missile. And oh. so, yeah, the, the, the Chaos the chaos Predator with four LAS cannons didn't make it through that. It just, boom, blew it up. Blew that right up. Um, killed a bunch of, uh, there was something nearby that I just killed a bunch. I, mean, what, I don't think it was cultists, but maybe it was just some leftover berserk. There was something I, I, I shot it up really bad, and they died because it was minus one because it was tactical because it was turn two. 
Maybe it was Berserkers. Yeah. Then I charge into the Obliterators and this Demon Prince that just blew up my Dark Talon. Murder all of them. <laughs> and then, the, I mean, he's murdering the rest of my army, my my other bikes, my Outrider bikes. Uh, my Actually, they actually they did pretty well because I was able to keep them alive with my Apothecary. Oh, he had a mm-hmm. Karn, and Karn was, like, eating all sorts of stuff for breakfast. It was pretty bad. Um, he's scary. Watch out for Karn. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but these Terminators, they drop in his back line. They kill his whole back line. And then they started to march back into the middle of the board, and I blew up in the missile launchers. I'm still shooting my missile launchers at things, and I'm blowing up. I think I may have gotten a drop pod with it. And then I'm shooting berserkers, charging into other berserkers, punching them. with. And the lightning claws are so useful against non-big things because yeah. you're getting they so many attacks. Yeah. And you get so many attacks because now they grant an attack for each claw, not one for the whole pair. What? Hold yeah. on, I didn't know that. So those two guys are putting out 10 lightning claw attacks. Holy crap. And then if you put the missile wow. launcher thing on them, right, they still get to shoot missiles because otherwise they wouldn't have any weapon shots. But yeah, so they are putting yeah. out on the charge five attacks each. So that's 10 attacks out of those two guys. So, you know, Marines, uh, Guardsmen, Light Eldar Aspect Warriors are just like, you know, the T3 squad that usually slow down your, your Power Fist Thunderhammer guys because the minus one hurts them. Yeah, we don't have. We're not playing that game. These guys are getting in there and they're eating, and they just eat. And they were eating things. Those, it was pretty good. Those lightning claws. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot now. So that that actually, yeah. to me, that makes relic terminators another thing to look at because normally one of the problems with relic terminators was they had the lightning claw and they had a storm bolter, so you didn't get the benefit from the twin lightning claw, which was the plus one attack. But now yeah. they get the plus one attack and the reroll the hit or the reroll the wound. Oh man. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, how much? So did you did you uh, were you able to use the uh, implacable doctrine? Did that play into it at all? Like, were you able to reroll wounds against characters and uh, not vehicles? that game, but in this. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, in a way, it did. Well, no, because I didn't get I, the things I killed. I could have used it on. I killed them all in the tactical doctrine. Um, okay. The game I played last night. I got to use it because my the interrogator chaplain I used last night was jump pack guy, and so he got to do it against the hell brute. And then in the second game, I got to use it because in the second game I played, I got the terminators into a civil templar's uh, dreadnought and a captain. Now I'm going to point this out: if you have not played against the 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 silver templars, they're the uh, white dwarf. The new yeah, the new primaris chapter that right. came out in the white dwarf. There's something in that book, a relic or warlord trait, that makes their warlord ignore rend up to rend neg two and i didn't know this oh. and i charged my terminators yeah, a battle style. Hmm. and so for two whole combats my terminators had to do damage to a dude with a two-up save and all of my thunder hammers <laughs> everything did no ap to him because he ignored ignored it now when i got to turn three and i went into the implacable and i went everything went to neg three then he was on his four-up invuln but he was sitting there making two up saves on power fists and my lightning claws and my thunder hammer because everything's neg two in there. Thunder I hammers was... are neg three. No, they brought them down to neg two. That was part of the uh, the Cause... debuff for this edition. And I was I was very sore uh, on I, that because if they are, then because um, I really now they're neg three in the assault doctrine. They are neg three in the assault doctrine, but. They, and they used to be naked. Oh, right. But, hey, look at that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but that was yeah, so. So if you have 
a Terminator bomb and you're playing that new White Dwarf thing, do not drop it on their Warlord until turn three because you are basically feeding your Terminators to that guy, and that's what happened. He managed to kill all my Terminators, uh, but it took well, most of his army to do it in that game. Don't you have... Well, we can... You could use your uh, you could use your our doctor manipulation stuff. You could use uh, tactical appraisal if your warlord oh, is near there to true. just jump them to just jump them right into the devastator or crushing the assault doctrine. Yeah, and, right? and, and I would wall, do that. And, yeah, so between that and the uh, stratagem out of the main space ring book, yeah, which lets you be in all three doctrines, uh, which is good in this would... kind of squad where you have assault heavy and melee yeah. and rapid fire all in the same thing. It's also really good for Ravenwing uh, yep. because it gives you the additional movement and the uh, it gives you additional movement, and it gives you the uh, the additional AP for your weapons, and it lets you get into combat and have additional AP in combat. Yep. So I really like it on Black Knights. Oh yeah, so, I I would definitely yeah. do that to a squad but, of those. Okay, so the Terminators punched above their weight class is what I'm hearing. Yes, it is, and yeah. this is where the command point things come in, is that they are command point heavy, because um, you want to be, because with all those guys with the minus one to hit weapons, you want to be doing um, Honor of the First or For the First, which is the just the generic mm -hmm. plus one to hit when you're fighting in close combat, when you don't get it from your, your, your traits, like when you charge, when you move, when you deep strike it and charge, you're not going to get the plus one to hit from the chapter tactic that first round of combat, and you want to yeah. ignore that minus one, because you want to kill whatever it is you just hit. Um, and then when you do that deep strike and you're going to shoot, then that's, so that's two right out the gate. Cause you're going to, at least for me, where I was running, cause you have to ignore moving, give yourself that plus one. Yeah. And then you have to, uh, which interestingly, uh, you can give them plus that plus one to hit stratagem for terminators applies in both the shooting and the fight phase. So technically yep, you could do absolutely. it, do that one and then save that other one for like, let's say inceptors, which are deep striking that you now want them to hit yeah. on twos. So that might be something to remember that you can do that. But anyway, that's two command points in your shooting phase, the turn they drop in. And then you're going to do it again, the, the plus one to hit again in the fight phase. So that's three command points in one turn that you've dropped on one squad. Granted, it's so almost a 500 point squad, but that's a lot of <clears throat> command points. You can't, that's 15 points over a game. One of the things I'd like to point out here is that um, I think one of the ways that you, if you're planning on using a, just a big fat squad yeah. of, terminators that have a minus like a power fist yeah um in at that point investing in belial or asriel is mm -hmm. really worth it because you can just use well the turn you drop in you're not gonna be able to do it because it has to happen in the command phase but being right. able to just say all right you're re-rolling all hits you're re-rolling all hits right re-roll like hitting on fours re-rolling everything is basically like having a ballistic skill 2.5 um it's gonna be you're gonna be hitting on about on a little better than a ballistic skill three so you're basically saving those command points. And if you really need to make it stick, then you can use the plus one CP or the CP to get the plus one hit for Fury of the First. And then now you're post, you know, weapon skill three or you're hitting on threes, re-rolling everything. The other thing so you I do think is, uh, is yeah. a master, you know, it doesn't have to be in a master of sanctity, but a check terminator chaplain with litanies of hate. You drop them in, you do the, whatever the stratagem is that lets you do one out of, I mean, you yeah, want to do it on the one for the, for the bonus charge, but if you wanted to give them hit, yeah. reroll hits, you could do it that way too. Yeah. Commanding oratory. So you could drop in a command oratory to do an out of phase uh, litany to yeah. get the litanies of hate and litanies of hate. The one other thing I realized uh, gives you rerolls to hit on characters. Oh yeah. That's good. not just core, not just core. So, so yeah. So um, I think one of the things I'm picking up here is that, 
uh, once again, Dark Angels being very CP intensive, yes. you, it's it's very much uh, resource management. So it is possible to stack a whole bunch of crap and make something ultra deadly, pure, super killy. But you really don't need that, right? So like, no. do you really need to hit on twos here, or do you need to hit on threes here? So you need to be able to like know when you have to spend those CP to get that additional hit. And Correct. being able to being able to having that mental model. You know, say okay, this is this combat output of this unit in this particular situation. I don't need to spend two CP here. One CP is going to do it, or no CP is going to do it. Right. Right. So, like, um, I think I think that's I think that's a skill that mastery of will really help you play this army. So, I, I think that helps you in general, basically anywhere oh, yeah. in the game is oh, knowing what you're expected out army. Of but particularly yeah. this army like we've talked about and and i felt it there were just things i was like oh i could do this and that to save myself from getting a real hiding right here and i couldn't do it because i had already spent the command points on extra warlord traits on extra relics and, and there are things that you just you just don't need them and like i've i keep looking at paragon of the chapter and i keep looking at my characters and i go well this character can't fight more than once in a phase so why yeah. am i making him this super missile when he could just die, and and I try, you have that stubborn tenacity thing, which is basically for you know if you spend the command point to hear to to paragon to paragon that onto somebody, it's basically you're getting a half costed death only in death does duty end, which is mm -hmm. nice. Um, but then you're you're, you're banking on the fact that that guy's gonna die. Yeah. That's like I don't want to build a, a whole list around a guy. I mean, I'm not a Blood Angel Smash Captain player. I'm not building a list around a dude going in and intentionally dying so that he does maximum damage because that that list doesn't exist anymore. That rule is yeah. almost non-existent in the game. Like Corn Berserkers are the only people that got that, and they get it for free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. All right, so do you think you had enough anti-tank firepower here? Because when I was looking mm. at it, I wasn't quite sure if you would in all situations. Because you don't have any, re you barely have any rerolls. I don't think you have any. Yeah, re no, without, there's. Uh, the, yeah. The, uh, oh yeah, in terms of rerolls, not not really at all. Uh, no, I I can accept, and that's and even in the list I ran last night, which was a, a big rework from what I had, I'm trying to find a way to get more in because I got bullied by a couple of hell brutes and obliterators and a demon prince again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, he's like, because I was talking to, I was playing Chris again, and Chris's like, why didn't you just come into the middle and challenge me for these objectives? Like, I'm going to kill you on primaries. I'm like, yes, because my three-man bike squad is going to go in there and survive fighting two hell brutes, a demon prince, and a venom crawler. Yeah. Yes, Chris, I totally want to go in there and do that. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could kill, you know, if Space Marines were as cool as everyone says they are, yeah, my three dudes could do that, but they won't, and I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, so this list, it doesn't have enough bullies, and, and it be, doesn't To be clear, have... it's got one really big bully, but right. maybe, maybe more than one. So yeah, I think I agree with you there. Like, you need, you need two queens, right? One yeah. queen, you can move away from. You need two queens, right? You need two bully units, to really provide like because because one unit can just debuff it and, and or run away from yeah. it and prevent it from doing what it needs to do you, you need two i think so or yeah. a really fast one like shining spears yeah well and that's like when i played chris he had last night he had and he had in this game and, you know it's very similar to when i played in the first game he had his venom crawler he had his drop pods he had 
his his terminators which he dropped his terminators in on my terminators and he failed his charge and i charged him and murdered all of his terminators too so that my terminator squad so that's it's a drop pot a land rate or a a predator a demon prince obliterators and a six-man terminator squad with all the corn berserker uh terminator squad so that 10 man in that game at least even though i lost i was very happy with it because they just murdered everything uh so when when you put your eggs in that basket, I'm not saying you're gonna win with it, but man, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun losing with my Terminators. Yeah. So if you're just about having a good time and playing Deathwing Terminators, that sort of mixed option instead of just going all close combat with knights or all shooty with the regular guys, getting a regular squad of guys, mixing all the weapons in there, change, you know, mixing up the different types so you can come in and just be an instant, I'm going to hit everything. I'm going to hit your tanks. I'm going to hit your infantry. I'm going to go in and smash your big unit. Um, and they and they do that. They did that for me. And because they're so big, they have such a big footprint, um, they are kind of hard. They're hard. So they're sometimes hard to get into position, but once they're on the board, they they're harder to get away from because it's such a big. You know, they're that's 10 40 mil bases. I mean, you can't string them out like you used to, but yeah. that that's still a big footprint. And it's like I, when I played Chris last night, I double moved all my bikes and everything on my left flank away from half of his army. Like his terminators came in to try and flank me, failed to charge. This other thing failed to charge, and I went bikes go whoop far away from you and basically mm. took it all out of the game because now they're five inch move terminators i don't care that they all have yeah. combi meltas they're all the way over there uh so yeah i i, let me I ask definitely you another need, question here. sure yeah did you uh did you ever consider using a death to this traitor stratagem from the main space marine book if i had command because i think points. that <laughs> one for one cp in the fight phase against chaos reroll all hits yeah that's good yeah, so I think that, like, yeah, don't forget that you've got another book to draw strategies from. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> something uh, to remember. I yeah. got I got my two decks. I actually am lucky, and I have both decks of cards, because I know some people still don't even have their Space mm -hmm. Marine Core Codex cards, but I had both, and I was sitting there flipping through them all. The thing that, that is missing for bikes, that I just, I, it hurts, because I really needed it in all three games I've played so far, and I have not had it, is you cannot put an invuln on bikes in combat anymore. It was in the Index, and you and it yeah. is not in the book and you cannot do it and it hurts because i'm like i'm just i need an invuln on my bikes in close combat how and how just, often do you there. run up against stuff that's more than minus two ap in combat because if power fists and thunder hammers aren't like it's like okay like power yeah. swords are minus three right lightning claws are minus two like most of stuff without thunder hammers most stuff's minus two so it really i don't think it's that big of a deal um right I just I ran, I ran into yeah. some uh, well I guess it's the power swords is where you got to watch out for because those are okay. an egg three. so they're yeah they're one damage like you got three wounds on each dude so I'm not I'm not sure I don't I don't know if I agree with you on that um, well the, I the, think that the yeah. demon prince ones aren't one damage <laughs> I will point that out but okay I shouldn't be charging <laughs> it's like they got charged by the I didn't charge the demon anyway. prince it charged me and it's three damage and I was like oh yeah let me just start yeah. picking up my bikes okay <laughs> yeah that's okay. All right, so um, all right, let's move on to your second game. What was your second game? So I was playing the new Silver Templars list. Um, okay. The, from what was, the, what was the what was the mission? That one was classic Dawn of War. So you've you've played long enough because you've been playing yep. longer than I have. Like whenever someone rolls a mission that has the Dawn of War deployment, just a little bit of my heart just 
opens up because it's like, oh, this is how Warhammer is, is supposed to be played because this is how we used to play Warhammer all the time because <laughs> um, I always end up playing that silly Seek and Destroy. Whenever I roll, I always ended up in 8th edition playing Seek and Destroy, and I'm like, I hate this one. Why can't I have some decent Dawn of War? Uh, and so I had that one. Um, it was This was one where there was two in my deployment zone, two in the middle, two in his deployment zone in sort of two different triangles. Yeah. Um, okay. I will point out in both games, I took the secondary, the death on the wind, the raven wing thing, and that is hard. Oh yeah, how'd that work out? That yeah. is so hard. Mm, okay. It is. It was not a because I was wasteful because I was throwing my guys to death. So the things that could have scored it were all dead before I had a chance to really do it. Uh, and you have to kill. It's not a. It's it's you got to move and either shoot something to death or you got to move and charge it and kill it. Yeah. and when i'm running into power armored bodies and it's early again this is where i should have waited held my bikes in reserve and waited you know charging into power armored bodies with only ap minus one weapons or you know use my stratagems to get more ap on one of my bike squads uh they're they aren't going to clear out because he ran a lot of primaries he's like an all primaris army for the most part because he's just this is a, one of the other guys down there his name's tyler he has a lot on his main list is uh, Tyranids, but he's sort of just, you know, someone gave him a great deal on Marines, so he bought him, and he's like, yeah, I'll just try this random thing out of the White Dwarf because nobody else is playing it. So he's like, mm -hmm. you know, he's like, I don't want to be a Cheese Lord Dark Angels player and just play the new hot meta, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna play this random thing out of a White Dwarf. It doesn't even have a real book. It doesn't have all the stratagem support and everything else, right? So, so he just kind of threw something on the board, and that's where I was. This is where I got really mad at this list. It's like this guy literally just threw whatever he had that he bought off somebody else secondhand on the board, and I struggled. And I was like, I okay. should not be struggling against this, and I did. He had a lot of Primaris bodies, and I just didn't have the firepower to kill all of it. And you know, I thought I and I thought I did, and I just I just didn't. And Okay, and that was so, pretty rough. So, so like you're talking about shooting firepower. So yep. you, we're talking about like what, like twenty, thirty Primaris Marines, just you know, three up yep. armor save, two wounds, with you know the option to get trained team of physiology. So you've got you know a multi shot melted gun, you've got that rift cannon, you've got a lot of bolters. Um, yeah, and so this is where like the non overcharged land speeder Vincent should be fine. Which is hey, two yeah. d three shots, it's got blast. Uh, so if you've got a squad of more than five, which you're probably not going to see these days because most people see that coming, um, that thing should be able to kill three, you know, two or three marines a shot, even that without putting any additional that would, resources. That would require but, me to roll more than yeah. than one one shot, though. That was that's what I kept yeah. running into. Yeah. So there, there's okay. just some things that aren't for me. Maybe they're for you because you're one of those people. But there are things that are not for me. Like last night, I was I playing have... uh, with my blade guard, and I had a. I thought, I, you know, I had a five man blade. Guard. I was like, I can, I can tank these berserkers. I can do it. Ten wounds, no problem. Watch this. Four up save. Uh, ones and twos, seven ones and twos. And I'm like, all right, they're dead. <laughs> I had an apothecary well... over there too. Now the one thing that was fun that I got away with last night is that I brought my a librarian that time, I, just like you, and I put him in the impulsor like you did, and I put him in there with my blade guard, and he came out, and I had my apothecary next to him. So I started trying to cast spells, and so this guy's playing the, you know, he's got the special corn thing where, like, his guy can deny, and if you die, deny, you suffer perils automatically. So he mm. does it to me, and he's like, all right, you take perils, okay? Roll one perils, okay. Six up field of pain. Got it. Like a boss. I was like, what up? <laughs> I perils and I didn't die. Yep. So and I didn't whoa. die. 
So uh, that that felt okay. pretty. I mean, I wish I could have my spell, but it also felt pretty cool to be like, "Hey, I did my cool thing to make you suffer. Now suffer, fool!" And I'm just like, "Nah, dog, that ain't for me." All right. So more. So you think you need more shooting? So like being like teching against against primary screens is is a good choice, right? There's something yeah. like you know you're gonna you have a one in three chance of playing against a marine list. Yeah. Pretty much if you just walk out into the arm into the room and say, "Who's down for a game?" Uh, so being able to kill T4, two wound, three up armor safe models is something that we need to be able to do. Uh, traditionally, the answer to this is like the, the stalker bolt rifles, right? The yeah. plasma. Um, I, and I, I see what you're saying about the land speeder benches. Uh, ideally, so, so yeah, the, the, what I've done with it in the past was back when uh, centurions were the big thing, like the big hotness. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I, need, I need to get, I need to get reliable full damage stuff. I was like, land speeder vengeance, baby, this is it, let's go. But yep. when it was one CP, and if, if I roll the low number of shots, okay, no big deal. And that was when we had CP regeneration as well. But uh, yeah, in this case, maybe if you do consistently have problems rolling, like with with hitting. Uh, maybe the relic contemptor not with dual with a dual heavy plasma cannons. I, I've played because that a few has, times on your yeah. recommendation, Heath. And yes, that thing is amazing. And and I was playing around a battle scribe. Why is it cheaper than a regular one? There's something wrong in 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 either if that's accurate. I don't have the imperial armor book, but if somebody does, please, hands, baby. <laughs> please please let tell me why something with two plasma cannon batter or two heavy plasma cannons cost 10 less points than a regular contemptor dreadnought is it because of the command point the command point tax is it is, it, is that priced into it but i was, I think I was it like how how does this make sense and then that one yeah. i throw the missile cyclone missile launcher on that thing too i'm gonna model yeah. i'm gonna figure out how to put one of them if i get one i'm gonna figure out how to put my ones from my deathwing terminators onto the back of that contemptor so that way i don't have to spend oodles of extra money mm -hmm. and and it's deathwinged appropriately deathwing themed yeah uh, when the time comes yeah but yeah, oh my gosh, that thing is amazing. And then you put your Primaris Tech Marine next to it, giving him plus one to hit so he can move around and still hit on twos and can heal him up so if they shoot at him. Oh, beautiful. And he can fit into your Deathwing detachment. Yeah. Because you can make him, you can pay like 15 points and make him a make him, give him the Deathwing keyword. And so, he gets those yeah, and he's got And he's got core. Well, yeah. so the Relic Contemptors are generally two ranged weapons. They don't have the punch, right? They don't have the fist. It's the, it's the Contemptor Contemptor that has the fist. The Relic Contemptors generally have two. So, I don't know, like, if you're running into problems with it, that might be a solution. Like, I, I like the idea of the Landspeeder version, uh, but I think that you would probably have to have more than one to really make it, like, reliable. And the fact that it doesn't get rerolls really kind of takes away some of the attractiveness for me. Yeah. Um, so that's when, like, you have to start budgeting to use targeting guidance, and if you're going to use targeting guidance yeah. and weapons of the Dark Age at the same turn... Now that's like three. four CP, and yeah, just... it's a whole thing. Yeah, so so I guess to wrap up on my list and kind of you know get us towards a, a natural conclusion, I'll I'll let you know based on sort of like what you've said. Like I've I've taken that into practice. So like I said, I've previously in the video or in the podcast, uh, I played a game last night, and some there were some big changes. Like the big fatty squad of bikes gone. Got two small squads. Got a squad of regular bikes. Got a squad of outriders. Um, I've Ooh, they know they just realized I need more anti-tank, and I could technically start running attack bikes, and I have a couple of them, so maybe that's where it should be. So what about this? How about this? Mm. Um, I, I I can't speak to the points right now because I'm not doing the math in my head, but we could chat about it later if you want. Um, 
This no, attack mics, attack mic squads are a different data sheet, so that would yeah. fulfill your Highlander requirement. And then remember, you can put two special weapons into a bike squad, right? And no, then a, melt, a combi true. weapon on the sergeant. So put three melted guns into that bike squad, and then and then maybe attack bike in it with a multi melter, and then put you know a squadron of three attack bikes, and that's a lot of anti tank. Um, yeah. Another thing that you may consider is just dropping the tactical squads entirely, which I did, uh, and. And um, if you have one, like if, if you have one, let's get, okay, this, this recommendation is going to kind of move out of the Highlander format, but, but bear with me for a second. No, no, and maybe we can fine. turn to something. So if you move away from the tactical squads entirely, maybe you have like one infiltrator squad. Then one of the things I'm thinking about is using small attack bike squads as my objective centers because it's T5, it's got a five up in bowl, mm-hmm. it's got a, you know, it's got a, you know, four up in advances. It's got four wounds, right? You look at it and like that is just hard enough to kill, but I don't know if I'm actually going to kill it by shooting something random at it. I'm going to have to right. think about it, right? And then if I um, if I stand still, he's shooting a multi melted and hitting on or a heavy bolter and hitting yeah. on twos. And having a random heavy bolter in your pocket for the fire stratagem is definitely a good thing. Oh yeah. And then if someone's like, oh, I'm going to shoot something. All right, one CP, four up, and we'll save. So having one or two of those guys sitting on objectives, and then late game they can turbo boost. Well, and so minus one to bottle. hit with uh, skilled riders. Yep. Yeah, so once again, however much defensive you want to throw yeah. into them. I think having those guys sitting on objectives might not be a bad plan. Um, so one, one attack bike is 45 points, with a multi is 55. Right? So they are cheaper, and they get you a strong long-range gun, and they're a little harder to interact with maybe than Marines are. Yeah, it's 10 wounds versus 4, but T5 is an invul save. Yeah. Uh, so, and if they have two attack bikes, that is the same price as the tackle squad. Yeah. Just two less wounds, higher toughness, and an invul save. Yeah. And, once again, way more late game mobility. So once you've gotten all the objective points you need to get on turn four, turn five, those guys yep. can just... Yep. Right? So, and then, um, so maybe if you have, like, a bike squad, and then you have an attack bike squad, and then you have a black knight squad, and then your outrider, you've got four different data sheets... Yeah, that could all and then um, I would I would try and find a way to make it instead of the minimum size three man units, make them four or five man units for the yeah. Black Knight and the bikes, because you just get that much more that much more ass to hold <laughs> objectives. And I think five is right about the sweet spot because you get enough shooting out of them and they have enough mass to really hit a target and do some work. And they're so, under the, the, the bonus tax on a lot of the stratagems at five, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not vulnerable to blast templates. So. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you went away from the, you didn't keep the one squad of incursors or just ditch the second patrol entirely and went with another squad of, or outriders or, well, no, cause so you need, you had that second squad of outriders. So it's going to maybe working off old data here, but right. you wanted to have the Deathwing terminators in there. So well, I, guess I actually dropped a... them and wasn't too bad. Cause I was thinking okay. like, we were talking about command points. So I dropped them for five blade guard in an impulsor. Uh, because mm, yeah. now they do basically the same thing, but they don't need command point. They don't do all the shooting necessarily, but in terms of punching, they do a lot of the same thing, uh, but it's cheaper, and I have the storm shield across the whole squad instead of two models. So I would consider with your librarian, um, if you can get a way to get righteous repugnance in there. Oh, yeah. I got that. Uh, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, and then find and then and then find get him that plus one to cast. Uh, that yep, will got that. 
they 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 do something once again you need to like you need to have a way to get them in they the delivery is key right and get them in there where they need to go um you don't even necessarily need to put the librarian in there with them right if you can you can get a, just a regular librarian give them a jump pack and that gives you room to put like a blade guard ancient in there right the blade guard ancient gives them plus one to hit and if you give him dependent remembrance now they can be minus one damage yep uh, or you can give him because he's ancient. Because he's an ancient, you can give him a steadfast example so that they're off their obsec. And if you roll that ancient up next to anybody else, or actually screw the blade guard ancient, make him a raven ancient in your other detachment, then he's got full throttle. And I think that full throttle is one of the more like because you have the uh, that raven ancient uh, with steadfast example or with rights mm -hmm. of war. So I don't know why you would take rights of war if you take steadfast example. It's just better. Uh, yeah. Full throttling him around moves his aura, and his aura when it multiplies your obsec is a weapon. It yeah. is a weapon. You're like, oh, I got three guys in this thing. Now I got six guys. What's up, nerds? Right. And if you can get five guys in an objective, I got ten. Right. So just being able to move that, there's nothing they can do about it. Your opponent cannot interact with that. Um, and if you have if you have a uh, black knight bikes, then that means you can have a grenade launcher, right? And so if you have five yeah. black knights, that's four plasmas so that's eight plasma shots uh which can overcharge which can weapons uh and their obsec right uh and the, or that's no, right not obsec and their core yeah. i don't think you have anything that benefits from kind of that's going to throw a, a reroll aura but other than maybe the, the chaplain but so yeah so i i think if you just kind of decentralize and, and make smaller numbers of stuff so that you can yeah push and pull in very specific places um and that blade guard, I think the blade guard are. I'm actually kind of cooling off on Deathwing Knights now that I think about it, because I just think they're they're it's, they, it's, they're so killy. They'll kill anything, but they just and they're, they they're clunky, too much, right? They're they're too killy. Uh, they, you know, you don't need to pay 47 points to kill what blade what what they go to kill when a 160 point unit of mm -hmm. blade guard do do the same thing, mm -hmm. um, do the same thing. Right, they have one less armor save, and they have one less ballistic skill, or sorry, weapon skill, but that is eminently manageable with all the tools that Dark Angels have available to them. Um, and they've got the all, I mean, with all his armor, and the fact that they're, the fact that they're Primaris gives them access to a couple of other things, right? Because you can, uh, they have the, what is that Primaris combat strategy where if you, uh, you roll a six to hit, you automatically wound? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the name of it, so I know what if, you're talking about. So if you use that with Blade Guard, right, they're under the influence, especially of that Cup of Retribution, so now they're, instead of 25 attacks, they're doing like 30 yep. on the charge, because it does stack. If you pop that, right, so now six of them are automatically going to wound, and then if you're under Righteous Repugnance, you could reroll all hits, so you can chase those sixes, and you're still probably going to be hitting on twos, Um or you know, hitting on twos or threes, so that's just you're gonna get you're gonna get eight or nine automatic wounds, and then you're gonna go to your wound step with all the rest of the dice and then reroll all those anyway. Yeah. So I I really think that the blade guard, uh, unless you're playing a specific list, or if you're just just pulling, you, know, you need one bully deathwing unit yeah. that people are gonna be scared of, the blade guard are gonna do it for you. I really think they're they're a strong contender because the the knights are too killy. And um, terminators are terminators use a lot, like, a lot of you skill can, and like, a lot of command make, points. Yeah, you can use a lot of command points. Um, terminators, if you bring Belial, if you bring Asriel, I think you could really mitigate the command point. Bring the terminator is going to put on you. 
but that's a different style list than what you have. And yeah. the Deathwing or the, the Dark Angels as a whole, I think, are really going to benefit from a focused style of play yeah. with a few tool with a few tools in the toolbox. Uh, but if you just kind of lean into what you're looking for and and don't hamper yourself down with giving yourself options for edge case scenarios, uh, your your dash sheets and your basic rules, your chink and your inner circle are going to be strong enough to bring you through just the thing you need to do. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And it's, it just falls into my overall philosophy with Marine armies for any kind of Marine. If you play any other kind of Marines is if you're struggling, it's probably because you're playing a lot of your faction's specialist units and they require an awful lot of work and, and babying to work. Just go play with the basic core book. Just go get all your vanilla units out, play with your blade guard, play with your, your, you know, your intercessors, play with that stuff figure out all how your tact your combat doctrines your super doctrines your um your other your chapter tactics all your little things interact with those units get really good at using it with those units and then you'll be able to probably find the the skills you need and the play style you need to use your more specialized units that's and, a that is a fantastic piece of advice i i i can't agree with you more whole first master the basics yeah Right, you can't start doing backflips until you know how to walk. Right, you gotta you gotta get the basics down first, and they have to be as natural as breathing. Right, understand your movement phase, understand your your, your target priority, and what stuff you can bring to the board, and what your chapter tactic and your super doctrine actually does for you. And once you have that stuff cold, then you can bring your specialists in. That, that pays double for the Dark Angels because we have yep. so many specialist doctrine specialists, and they have so many of their own rules. So uh, get your, yeah, understand the movement phase, understand where you're, how you need to move. And especially with the way that the ninth edition uh, objectives are, is understanding how you move to screen your opponent from accessing objectives, using the, the big oval bases on your bikes to control people's access to objectives and using the movement you get to do that is going to be, I think is one of the key skills you have here. So Back all to right. basics. That's yeah. what I learned. Back to basics. Back to basics. Told by sailors all the time. Back to basics. If you master the basics, everything's going to be okay, right? Because a strong foundation in the basics is how you win games. It's how you win. It's how you win wars. So. Yeah. It's how you win Warhammer too. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. So you got anything else for for us? No. Oh, I got about two fingers, maybe three left in this beer, but. <laughs> Um, no, I think, I think this is a good start. Uh, so, so be, you know, good, a good critical assessment of, of your, of your, your successes and failures is key to any, to improving in any process. Once again, that's something I learned very, uh, very hard in the military. Um, it took me 15, maybe 15 years to really internalize that. <laughs> but, uh, so, so I said, I mean, yeah, I, and maybe I was, I don't think I was being too hard on you, but you got to ask pointed questions to yourself oh, yeah. uh, when you're trying to, okay, why did this work? Why didn't it work, right? Yeah. Uh, is one of the, let's say I was in the nuclear, in case anybody didn't, you know, pick up a, from the stuff behind me on the street, I was in the nuclear power field of the United States Navy. And uh, our, our kind of patron saint was uh, Admiral Hyman Rickover. He's invented nuclear power for the Navy, for the, yeah. For the Navy, and uh, one of the things that he said that was on the on the wall to my office when I worked at a submarine squadron was success teaches nothing, only mm -hmm. failure teaches. Yeah. Only failure teaches, right? So you have to take the failure 
and look at the lessons you learn from that. There right? And then that with this list. <laughs> yep. So once again, well, failure teaches. Yep. So look at that, why this happened, what's the root cause, break that down, and then you know, take a take a turn. Now don't don't change too much too quick, but you know, two or three games, like hey, this I'm continuing to have the same problems. Yeah. All right, we'll make a change and we'll test it and we'll see how it goes. So all right, man. Well, thank you. I think we did it. Let's get out of here. Uh, to this special episode of Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 podcast for Dark Angels players. Our next episode, as Heath said, will be sometime in March, and I will have some tournament results by then, uh, or for that episode. But until then, I'm Bailey from Nicholas Wargaming. Hey, this is Heath with Team Table War Hawaii. Stay loyal, Angels. 